My name is Daniel Galarza and I'm a licensed clinician. This podcast is for people who are interested in improving their relationships with the people in their lives, but also improving their relationship with themselves. Today I'm going to be talking about improving the communication with those people that you're closest to in your life. Generally speaking, communication tends to be kind of difficult. There are too many things that get in the way of good communication, but today I'm going to cover a few basic things. In order to be an effective communicator, you need to understand how to deliver a message effectively. So I'm going to go ahead and start from the perspective of the person delivering the message. As the person delivering the message, one of the most important things that you can do is take time to understand what exactly the message is. So before you react, try practicing stepping aside and understanding what's affecting you and why. We don't tend to practice this very often. That's why whenever we deliver the message in the first place, it comes out with a lot of emotion. We tend to react to an emotional impulse. It's very difficult for another person to understand what we're trying to get at when we're just reacting out of our emotion. So take a step aside and check in with yourself. So for example, you might want to know what's bothering you and why. If your answer is, the other person's bothering me because they're annoying or because they bother me, whatever the situation might be, you're going to have to look a little deeper. By doing this, you're keeping an open mind to the possibility that maybe it's not about them, that maybe it's you. The people closest to us in our lives are not always responsible for the reactions that we have. Sometimes it's our stuff. It could be our triggers that get in the way. And if we don't understand those triggers, we make the other person responsible for what we're feeling. It's going to require you stepping aside and processing this by having a conversation with yourself. It might sound a little weird, but it can be a very effective way to process what you're thinking and how you're feeling. So consider it. Just be very careful when you have a conversation. Be very careful that you're not creating a story about things that you really don't know. Stick to yourself. What is it that I need them to understand? Stick to that. Another strategy is going to be to remember who the person is. When we create stories in our heads, we forget who we're dealing with. We forget that the person that we're dealing with cares about us. So when our imaginations get in the way or our feelings get in the way, we start creating stories about the other person that do not actually fit who they are. We might find ourselves calling a person selfish knowing that they are not selfish people. So we have to be very careful that we remember who the person is. By doing this, it allows you to be fair to the other person and it grounds you a little bit. On the flip side, by remembering who the person is, it might actually validate your story. It might remind you that you are dealing with a person who tends to be inconsiderate or thoughtless. The purpose of remembering who the person is, is to be fair to that person. Again, the goal is to have healthy relationships. So to be fair to the other person is part of having a healthy relationship. So pull away from negative thoughts that we tend to create about the other person just because we're frustrated. And just sit with the emotion and allow yourself to say, yes, I'm bothered, um, I'm angry, I'm hurt, whatever the emotion is, without magnifying the emotion by creating those stories that we tend to create in our head. So be careful with the stories. So after you've reflected on what exactly the message is, or you've come close to understanding what it is you want to communicate to the other person, now it's time to deliver that message. So here are some things to consider when delivering the message to another person. A very valuable one is going to be to check your startup. Your startup is the energy that you bring to the table when you have a message to deliver. If someone is coming at you at a 7 out of 10, chances are that you're going to respond to them at a 7 out of 10. And when somebody responds to you back at a 7 out of 10, They're either going to defend themselves at a 7 out of 10, or they're going to pull back just as strong. So try to keep this in mind, especially if you're someone who's heard from other people that you can be very intense, or you can be intimidating. Consider it because that's going to get in the way of your message. The next thing I would recommend is that whenever possible, give the other person a heads up that you want to have a conversation in the first place, and let them know what you want to have a conversation about. Some people might appreciate it. Keep in mind that just because you've been thinking about it doesn't mean that they have. Sometimes we can approach another person with things that we've been thinking about for a long time and they could be caught off guard. So give them a heads up. 
and might be useful for the person you want to have a conversation with. Next is to keep it simple. That means keep it short and sweet. Know what you want to deliver and stick to that. And that's going to mean to keep it at one topic at a time. When we're emotionally frustrated and we want to talk to people in our lives about what's going on with us, we can potentially throw a lot of things in the conversation, completely derailing the conversation. And the conversation can get kind of confusing. So try to stick to one topic at a time and keep it short and sweet. For what it's worth, this is something that I know I've worked on for a very long time because I have a habit of using too many words when I explain things. The more words we use to explain our point, it increases the likelihood that our message is going to get lost. The other person might hear something that pulls them away from the main point. So keep it short and simple. Finally, get familiar with what works for the other person. And that means getting familiar with what's going to be most effective to have a conversation with the person you're dealing with. That matters because it will increase the possibility that they're going to hear your message, that they will be open to receiving your message if you understand what works for them. So for example, in my case, if I'm hungry, that's probably the worst time to try to have a conversation. For other people, if you just got home from work, it might not be a good time to have a conversation. Understand what is the best circumstance for the other person. You could ask them. And if you happen to be dealing with a person who doesn't know the right circumstance to have a conversation with them, ask them to think about it. In many cases, we know what we like in a conversation by remembering what we don't like in a conversation. So start with that. Ask the other person, what is it about our conversations that you want to avoid or you want to make sure we don't do? It might be a helpful starting point. Next, I want to focus on the person receiving the message. The person receiving the message has one primary goal, to understand what the other person is saying. What tends to get in the way is what gets in the way for most people, which is defensiveness. When somebody comes to us with something that they need to tell us, it could be a very difficult thing to take, either because we don't like the message or we don't agree with the message. When you're too defensive in a conversation, there's absolutely no way you're going to receive the message from the other person. Your goal is to understand them. There's no way you're going to understand another person if you continue to put roadblocks by being defensive when any time they have something to say. So if you find yourself interrupting a person, pointing fingers, or simply shutting down, understand that that's your defensiveness. It takes a lot of personal maturity to hear uncomfortable things, but it makes us better people, and it allows us to better understand the person in our lives. Just keep in mind that when a person's trying to give us a message, it doesn't always mean that we have to agree with it. Sometimes people have to talk it through to better understand. Just keep an open mind to what the other person is trying to tell you. When you can better manage your defensiveness, it allows you to become a better listener. So keep in mind that to be a good listener, it means that you're listening to understand and not to respond. So as a person receiving the message, you're also going to have to check your emotional temperature. We are affected by those people in our lives, and it's important that we understand how they're affecting us. When we start off by not getting defensive and understanding our emotional temperature, it allows us to keep an open mind. To keep an open mind means that I want to hear what the other person has to say. I truly want to understand that person. It doesn't mean it's going to be easy. It means that I have a genuine intention to understand what they're saying. If you keep a closed mind to what another person might be telling you, you're basically telling that person that you're not interested in understanding them, that you feel you have the answer already. In the process of checking our emotional temperature, we're going to have to be aware of ourselves as we're having a conversation with the other person. That way you can hang in there as much as you can in a healthy way and not do anything that might hurt the relationship. If at some point during the conversation, the person delivering the message is doing something that is making you uncomfortable or is not working for you, communicate that to them. Let them know that what they're doing or the way they're approaching you is not going to work for them. Now, this doesn't guarantee that they're going to hear you, but I do want to hold you accountable for your role in asking for what you need in that conversation. So by letting another person know what you need, it keeps you from attacking back. Attacking the other person only creates a scenario where two people are now just going at it. 
almost guaranteeing that you're not going to have a productive conversation. So if you can find it that you can do a decent job of managing your emotions and letting the person know what you need in the conversation, it allows you to become a better listener. And then you can become more curious as to what it is that the other person is communicating to you. Your curiosity about what is going on with the other person means that you care about their experience. Make your best efforts to understand why they're being affected the way they're being affected. If your goal is to preserve that relationship and have a good relationship, you're really going to want to know what is happening with that person in your life. But keep in mind if you want to ask a question that you have to be ready to receive the answer. You might not appreciate the answer. It could be a very difficult thing to keep an open mind in a relationship, but it will take you a long way in improving your relationship with the people in your life. Understand that you do affect others. And if those people are trying to let you know how you affect them, it is worth your while to listen and truly understand. So now I want to make some important points about both people in the conversation, both the deliverer and the receiver. When it comes to understanding the people in our lives, sometimes we don't realize that we put labels on them. In knowing if you've put a label on the other person, it allows you to keep an open mind. It keeps you from using that label to filter out anything that they might be saying. If I labeled somebody to be angry or dishonest or a mean person, I might dismiss something they're telling me because of the label I've already put on them. So keep it in mind. Now I want to go over three basic rules in communication. The reason it's so important is because they're broken so often. So keep them in mind as I'm going through them. Number one, no low blows. A low blow is to attack another person where you know it's going to hurt. Sometimes we understand the other person's soft spot. And sometimes when we get angry and frustrated, we hit the soft spot on purpose. The problem with a low blow is that it hurts the relationship. Keep in mind that in order to have a healthy relationship, we want to minimize the damage that we cause in relationships. The second rule that I recommend is to avoid any type of disrespect to each other. That means disrespectful language, disrespectful attitudes, or a disrespectful tone toward the other person. Again, the reason this is so important is because disrespect is damaging to a relationship. I'm always surprised as to how often I notice disrespect in relationships. It doesn't matter how angry you are. It doesn't matter how frustrated you are. Make it a point never to disrespect your partner under any circumstances. The third rule is a basic concept of taking turns. Again, this is something that is consistently broken. It's difficult to listen to another person when we continue to interrupt them. It's a difficult thing to do for some of us. So when we go back to the idea of listening to understand and not to respond, to interrupt is to respond. The other person cannot finish a sentence because you're already responding. It might be because you don't agree with it or you just simply don't like it. However, you have to let the other person finish speaking in order for you to make your point. It might be a challenging thing for some of us, but do your best not to interrupt the other person and let them finish saying whatever it is they need to say. And going back a little bit to the concept of our emotional temperature. Another reason it's so important to understand the emotional temperature is that we all have the capability of hating the red zone. Emotions can build to the point where the next thing you know we're saying or doing things that we might later regret. I will remind you that those are also moments that are damaging to our relationship. If you've had moments in your life where you look back and regret the things you might have said or done in the middle of a conversation or an argument with another person, it's because you hit the red zone. We're all responsible for not getting to that point. So know when to back away. To back away means to take a break. If you feel yourself getting overwhelmed and you know that you're going to get pushed to the limit, ask for a break. And asking for a break is where we start to understand the relationship between a person who's a pursuer and a person who's an avoider. A pursuer is a person that wants to continue a conversation despite the fact that the other person has asked for a break. When somebody is asking for a break, we have to do our best to respect that. 
They're trying to tell us that I'm about to hit my red. And if we don't stop right now, things are going to get worse. When we pin a person against the corner by pursuing a conversation, they might punch their way out of it. And then we would have to hold ourselves accountable for pushing that person into their red. So if you're a pursuer, own it and do your best to respect when another person is asking for a break. And this might require that you soothe yourself for a moment. Then there's the avoider. There's a difference between taking a break and avoiding. To take a break means that we hit a frustrating point or we're just not progressing in the conversation anymore. Now that break could take hours, it could take a couple of days, but it's a break. It allows two people to lower their emotional temperatures. The difference between taking a break and avoiding is that avoiders are trying to pull away from resolving the conversation. If you find yourself in a situation where you don't like the conversation or you don't like the topic, you might want to avoid it. Another reason a person might avoid is because they're just uncomfortable with the conflict. For some people, conflict is a sign of a problem. And if you're a person who's uncomfortable with conflict, you might pull away and avoid, making it more frustrating for a person who's trying to deliver a message for you. So try to understand that about you. Know the difference between avoiding and taking a break. It might be that there are two pursuers or two avoiders in a relationship. Two pursuers tend to clash hard and cause a lot of damage in the process of pursuing. And avoiders don't get to a point where they can understand each other because they don't know how to have a productive conversation. Just get to know you and your style of having a conversation. Finally, I do want to remind you of this. Even if you practice everything I discussed today, it's not going to guarantee results every single time. There are going to be plenty of times where you make your best efforts and you hit a wall. These strategies are not intended to give you 100% results all of the time. They're intended to improve the conversations you have with the people in your life and to minimize the damage that you do. So remember to be patient in the process of understanding the other person and in understanding yourself. And because I understand that communication can become very complex, in the next episode I'm going to talk about how to reason with unreasonable people. So tune in for that. In the meantime, if you have any questions or you have any suggestions for future episodes, send me a message at dgalarzalcsw at gmail.com. So thank you for listening, and I'll talk to you next time.